Mark chapter 2, verse 21 and 22. San Marcos, capítulo 2, verso 21 al 22. Let's go ahead and stand, if you don't mind, out of reverence for God's word. And uh, we'll read, and then you'll be, you may be seated this, this afternoon. The, the scripture reads, No one sews a patch of unshrunk cloth on an old garment. Otherwise, the patch pulls away from it, and a new form, and, and the new from the old, and a worse tear results. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the wine will burst the skins, and the wine is lost, and the skins as well. But one puts new wine into fresh wineskins. Let's pray. Father, we thank you tonight or this afternoon for the opportunity that you give us once again to come to your word and to come to hear your voice. I pray that you would anoint my lips of clay to teach uh, and to preach and to share what you have laid on my heart. And I pray that you would also anoint the hearing of this body of believers, this body of ministers of the gospel, that they might receive the word and let it be engrafted into their hearts. We ask this, Father, for an openness of our hearts and our minds to receive the word of God. We ask this in Jesus' name. And the church said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated uh, this afternoon. Puede tomar su lugar esta tarde. I want to spend some time uh, dealing with this subject or this matter of the old wineskins and the new wineskin. Quisiera tomar un poco de tiempo esta tarde hablando sobre este tema de los odres nuevos y los odres antiguos. One of the very popular parables uh, or comparisons of Jesus uh, es una de las grandes parábolas de nuestro Señor que uh, usamos siempre en referencia a la iglesia y a los cambios en la iglesia. We often use it in reference to the church and in reference to the changes that take place in the church. And uh, it's important for us to understand the terms. Es importante poder entender los términos uh, y también el principio que Jesús nos está comunicando en este pasaje. Uh, it, it would be important for us to understand the terms as well as the principles that Christ is sharing with us in this passage. If you read the context of the passage, si usted lee el contexto de este pasaje, se da cuenta que uh, esta, esta, este dicho, esta parábola de nuestro Señor Jesucristo es el resultado de una discusión que hubo sobre el ayuno. The, uh, the, the portion of this, this parable is the result of a discussion or a conversation that occurred about fasting. And basically, the, the religious leaders of the day, los líderes religiosos de el día, le preguntaron a Jesús, the, they asked the Lord, why don't your disciples fast like the disciples of John the Baptist? ¿Por qué tus discípulos no ayunan como los discípulos de Juan el Bautista? And Jesus said to them, because... When the bridegroom is present, the groomsmen cannot fast. Jesús le dijo, cuando está presente el novio, a uh, los que lo acompañan no pueden ayunar. Es tiempo de celebración. It's a time for celebration. 
And then he goes into this parable and he says, you can't put new wine into an old wineskin. Y luego hace esa parábola o similitud y les dice, no puedes poner vino nuevo en odres viejos. And so a good Bible student has to ask the question, what does one thing have to do with the other? Uh, un buen estudiante de la Biblia va a hacer la pregunta, ¿qué tiene lo uno que ver con lo otro? Now, what does fasting and not fasting have to do with old wine and new wine? And uh, basically what Jesus is pointing out here is that the way that was uh, the, the things were done under John the Baptist was an old wineskin. It was an old method. Was it used by God? Certainly. Was it commissioned by God? Certainly. But now God was doing something new. Básicamente lo que Jesús les está diciendo es que la fórmula o el método de Juan el Bautista era bueno, era establecido por Dios, pero había llegado a su fin. Había llegado algo nuevo. Y lo nuevo no se podía poner en lo viejo. The, the new could not be put into the old. When you study John the Baptist, you understand that his ministry was actually the result of Old Testament prophecy. Uh, si usted estudia el ministerio de Juan el Bautista, usted se da cuenta que Juan el Bautista fue el resultado de profecías del Antiguo Testamento. In fact, the, the, the closing verses of the Old Testament are about John the Baptist. Uh, los últimos pasajes del Antiguo Testamento hacen referencia a Juan el Bautista. And John the Baptist, therefore, has the, the cloak or the mantle of prophecy. Juan el Bautista tiene el manto de profecía. And, uh, and he has not only that, but he also has the anointing of the Spirit. También tiene la unción del Espíritu Santo. Because if you remember, when Mary came to visit Elizabeth, cuando María vino a visitar a Elizabeth, que estaban ambas embarazadas, dice la Escritura que Juan uh, comenzó a sentir la presencia del Mesías y comenzó a dar, uh, 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 I forgot the word kick, Pasada, comenzó a, a brincar. Uh, John the Baptist in his mother's womb felt the presence of the Messiah. He started kicking and jumping because he understood, uh, even in that, in that difficult to understand theological conundrum that is an unborn baby being filled with the Holy Spirit, John the Baptist had received the anointing of God. And so you have, you have prophecy and you have anointing and then you have fruit. Encima de eso tenemos el fruto del ministerio de Juan el Bautista. Because when Jesus showed up on the scene, there was already a revival going on in Israel. Cuando Jesús llegó a la escena, ya había avivamiento en Israel. The multitudes were going out to hear John the Baptist preach. Las multitudes estaban saliendo a oír a Juan el Bautista predicar. And so, when you look at it that way, you say, all right, we have prophecy, we have anointing, and we have fruit. And then Jesus comes along and says, out with the old, in with the new. You can understand then why people are a little reluctant 
cuando vemos todo esto, la profecía, la unción y el fruto, y luego llega Jesús y dice, afuera con lo, lo viejo ha entrado lo nuevo, podemos entender por qué a veces hay una, una, un temor en recibir lo nuevo. Porque si lo viejo fue establecido tan poderosamente, if the old was so well established by God through prophecy, anointing, and fruit, then what does this new thing have? Entonces, uh, si lo viejo fue establecido por Dios, ¿qué tiene que ver esto nuevo? And that's the challenge for the church often, is that uh, the wineskins really is not the body of Christ. El odre uh, no es el cuerpo del Señor Jesucristo, son los métodos que usa el cuerpo del Señor Jesucristo. The wineskin is not the people in the church, it is the methods used by the church. It is the formulas used, uh, son las formulas usadas por el cuerpo del Señor Jesucristo. And this is the reality, that God does not set apart aside his people. Dios no pone al lado uh, su gente, sino pone al lado su método. God does not lay aside you and I, he lays aside the method that he uses in our life. And so many times when we talk about an old wineskin, and we're, we're saying that church is an old wineskin, or that denomination is an old wineskin, we're saying that they have adapted and stuck to the formulas of yesterday. Uh, cuando hablamos de un odre viejo, estamos hablando de uh, no el, eh, la gente, sino las fórmulas, los métodos, que se han uh, adaptado y quizá aquel pueblo no ha querido despegarse de aquel método. And so, uh, when, when we come to what we've been discussing this weekend, I pray and have been praying that there will be a cry in our hearts to say, God, we want to be a new wineskin. Uh, creo, uh, y es, ha sido mi oración que este es nuestro deseo como organización, como iglesia local, como ministro, decir, Señor, yo quiero ser un odre nuevo. Quiero ser uh, parte de lo que tú vas a hacer próximamente. I want to be a part of what you're going to do next. And if you study the Gospels, you understand that Peter and John and Andrew were part of the old wineskin. Uh, Pedro, Juan y Andrés fueron parte del odre viejo. Fueron parte del ministerio de Juan. They were part of the ministry of John. But when they saw Jesus, when they saw one who had fulfilled not just one or two prophecies, but who had fulfilled all of the messianic prophecies of the Old Testament, when they saw one whose anointing uh, extended beyond just declaring unto the manifestation of power and miracles, when they saw someone whose fruit went beyond the fruit of John, they said, that is what God is blessing, and we're going to follow that. And they followed Jesus, and they followed him into a new wineskin. So what am I telling you today? If you want to be a new wineskin, all you have to do is follow Jesus. Si usted quiere ser odre nuevo, solo lo que tiene que hacer es seguir a Jesús. Juan y Andrés uh, y Pedro siguieron a Jesús del odre antiguo que era Juan el Bautista. 
así al Mesías y continuaron con lo que Dios estaba haciendo. So today I just want to challenge us on a few things uh, and then I want to go into some specific uh, signals of what an old wineskin looks like and what a new wineskin looks like. Quiero uh, dar un desafío un poco esta tarde y luego hablar de algunas señales del odre viejo y el odre antiguo. Are you all right with that? ¿Estamos bien con eso? El desafío que les quiero dar, the challenge that I want to give you uh, is to just be open to hearing what God wants to say. If it, if it ruffles your feathers, it steps on your not ear or your toes, whatever happens, just say, Lord, speak. Let me, let me hear. Because I want to be a part of what God is doing. Listen, church, God is not a pond or a lake. God, the Bible compares to a river. El Espíritu Santo... De Dios no es una, una alberca o una, una, un lago, es un río. Lo compara la escritura como un río. And rivers change. Los ríos cambian curso. And not only do they change, but they change stuff around them. Los ríos no solamente cambian curso, pero cambian lo que está a su alrededor. I have some, some property on a river, and every... Every once in a while, it's kind of a flash flood part of, of uh, the river. So every once in a while, I'll go out there, and I'll feel like I'm on the wrong property. Because I say, well, what happened to my property? It, it doesn't look the same because the river came up and just washed things away. And that's what God does. And all throughout the scripture, that's what he has done. First, he met with Adam and Eve in the garden in the cool of the day. And then they blew that. And so he changed his method. Primero Dios caminó con Adán y Eva uh, en el huerto del Edén, caminó con Adán eh, en la frescura del día y luego ellos uh, pecaron, arruinaron esa oportunidad, pero Dios cambió el método. Then he met with Israel at, the, at Mount Sinai, luego se encontró con Israel en el monte Sinaí. And when they saw God on Mount Sinai, cuando ellos, ellos vieron a Dios en el Sinaí, ¿qué le dijeron a Moisés? Ve tú mejor y habla con Dios. Nosotros tenemos miedo. Uh, the people, when they saw the, the thunder, the lightning, the shaking of the mountain, they said, Moses, you go talk to God and come back and tell us what he said. God had invited them up. Dios los había invitado a ellos, pero no quisieron ir. Así que... Fue uh, Moisés y Dios trató con Moisés. Luego Dios cambió el método. Then God changed the method again. And he came down and he dwelt within Israel in the, tem in the tabernacle. Luego Dios cambió el método y vino y habitó entre Israel en el tabernáculo. And now he dwelt among them. Él hizo su tabernáculo, su tienda entre el pueblo de Israel y vieron Vieron la columna de fuego, vieron la nube y conocieron la presencia de Dios. They knew and experienced the presence of God. But God didn't stay in the tabernacle. But then uh, we see the method changed again. He went into the temple. Luego cambió el método otra vez y entró al templo. Y ahí Salomón, uh, cuando oró, 
dice que descendió el fuego y la gloria de Dios llenó la casa de tal manera que los sacerdotes no podían caminar. Uh, the, the glory of God filled the house on the days of Solomon in such a way that they, the priests could not move. They, they were uh, overcome by the weight of the glory of God. And, uh, and then God changed the method again. Luego Dios cambió el método otra vez. And uh, you remember in the book of Ezekiel that Ezekiel saw the glory of God depart. Dios, uh, and, uh, um, and Ezekiel, vemos que la gloria de Dios sale del de templo, sale de aquel lugar santo. God actually left his own house. We need to pray that that never be the case in our churches, that God would leave his own house. But God left his house. Dios salió de su propia casa en el libro de Ezequiel. And then, and then we wonder, well, what's God going to do next? Ahora, ¿qué va a ser Dios? He must be out of methods. He must be out of ideas. Quizá se le han acabado las ideas. No, because if you keep reading the Bible, you see that one day Joseph and Mary brought a little baby named Jesus into the temple And the glory of God returned to the house of God. Luego vemos que María y José traen al niño Jesús al templo. Y la gloria de Dios regresó a la casa de Dios. La mayoría no lo reconoció. The majority didn't realize it. But the glory of God was now dwelling in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Ahora Dios estaba viviendo, habitando la presencia, la persona del Señor Jesucristo. And then... Jesus changed the method again. And he said, I'm going to the Father. Luego Jesús dijo, yo voy a ir al Padre. Y cambió el método de nuevo. Y dice, ahora yo voy a ir al Padre. Y es menester que yo vaya. He said, it's a good thing for you that I go. Because if I go, I will send the comforter. Dijo, porque si yo me voy, enviaré al Consolador y Él estará con ustedes y Él estará en ustedes and He will be with you and He will be in you now I'll tell you this I, I, I love the idea of walking with God in the cool of the day and I've loved to have seen Mount Sinai and I would have loved to have seen Jesus dedicated at the temple but nothing beats being indwelled by the Spirit of God no hay nada mejor que ser la habitación del Dios vivo y del Dios santo. If you are filled with the Spirit, shout amen. So I said all of that just to make a point. God is on the move. Todo esto lo dije para establecer este punto. Dios está moviendo. So if you stand up and say, we've got to go back to the tabernacle. We've got to go back to the temple. You're going back to an old wineskin. Something that has not, ha, ha, was for its time used of God. But which God is not today using. And we've got to be careful that we fall in love with the doctrine of the word. And that we fall in love with the God of the word. But that we don't fall in love with our methods tenemos que enamorarnos de la palabra, tenemos que enamorarnos del Dios de la palabra, pero no enamorarnos de los métodos. Because God's methods change. Los métodos de Dios cambian. There's some things that will never change. 
Hay cosas que nunca van a cambiar. Number one, the, 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 the theology of the Bible will never change. La teología sana, la, la sana doctrina nunca cambiará. Sound doctrine will never change. I didn't get quite enough amens on that one. Sound doctrine must never change. La doctrina nunca cambiará. If it was sin yesterday, it's sin today, it'll be sin tomorrow. If it was a blessing yesterday, it'll be a blessing today, it'll be a blessing tomorrow. The, the doctrine of the word will never change. The truth and the principles of salvation by grace through faith, unchangeable. Los principios de la salvación mediante la fe en Cristo no cambiarán. Los principios de cómo vivir la vida santa no cambiarán. The principles of, of personal holiness will not change. The principles of blessing and financial provision will not change. Los principios uh, de la provisión y la bendición no cambian. But how God brings that message, that truth to us does change. Some of you received, and this is an important fact, some of you received the word by the radio. Some receive the word by a word of testimony. Some receive the word by a preacher. Some receive the word by a tract. God uses different methods because all of us are different. And what attracts you doesn't attract me. And aren't you glad that God is creative enough that he can, that he can use all the different tools that he has created in order to draw people to himself? And so that's, that's the, the open-mindedness we need to have, that God can do his work in a different way, and that it's okay if he does it. I don't, I don't want you to panic, all right? I don't want you to worry. I'm not going to have a mohawk at convention. My hair's not going to be green. Don't worry about that. Hopefully your hair's not green either. But God could use someone with green hair and a mohawk. Estén tranquilos, usted no me va a ver con cabello verde en la convención. Con un mohawk. No, no espere eso. Pero Dios puede usar una persona con cabello verde si Él quiere. Algunos no, no creen. Some of you don't believe. Well, he used a donkey. He used a donkey to preach to a prophet. Usó un asno para predicarle a un profeta. Tell me if that's not backwards. Eso está intervertido completamente. Que el asno le predique al profeta. Pero Dios va a usar el instrumento God's going to use the instrument that will meet his purpose. Now here's the next thing I want to share with you is that I believe that because old wineskins are and were established by God, some of them will just fade away. Hay odres viejos establecidos por Dios que van a simplemente transicionar hacia el nada. That's what happened in the ministry of John the Baptist. It happened to the old covenant ministry. It just faded away. 
See, rarely does God come in and say, no more of this. Often when he moves on, he's counting on us to hear and see and listen and know we got to move on with God. And the rest just fades away because there are, there are valuable people in that system and there are important things that, that God did in that system. And you might see some churches, you know, a lot of churches are just fading away. That's okay, I guess, if you want to be one of those. But I don't want to be one of those. Dios casi nunca toma un odre viejo y, y lo deshace, dice, ya no con esto, sino que simplemente lo deja transicionar al nada. Así como el ministerio de Juan el Bautista, que transicionó al nada. Así como el ministerio del viejo pacto, que transicionó al nada. When you read the book of Hebrews, the temple was still in, in place in the book of Hebrews, but it transitioned to nothing. And, and we don't have to be critical of old, of, of old wineskins, and we don't have to go knock them down either. No tenemos que ser críticos de los uh, odres viejos, y no los tenemos que ir a tumbar tampoco, pero si usted reconoce, yo estoy en un odre viejo, y no quiero transicionar al nada, no quiero morir, quiero vivir, quiero tener vida. Hay una invitación a seguir a Jesús a, y hacer lo que Él está haciendo en este tiempo, en este día, y a ser convertido en un odre nuevo. There is a, an, op, an option if you say, I don't want to be a, a nothing, I don't want to be an old wineskin that just fades away, I want to be a part of what God is doing. You can say, I'm going to follow Jesus, and I'm going to follow the Spirit, and I want him to make me a new wineskin. And that can be a difficult transition. Eso a veces puede ser una transición difícil. When I arrived as the pastor of uh, the church in Beville, cuando yo llegué como el pastor de la iglesia en Beville, esa iglesia había... Llegado a ser un odre viejo. That church was an old wineskin. And God loves old wineskins. And God will bless old wineskins. But you don't have to settle. Amen, somebody. And so I spoke with the leadership of the church. I said either we can plan for another 10 years or another 80. And the church was 80 years old. But if we're going to go for another 80, we're going to need to change some things. Cuando yo hablé con el liderazgo de la iglesia, le dije, mire hermanos, si queremos otros 10 años o queremos otros 80. Because most old wineskins can go another 10 years without too much problem. They just fade away. But if you want to go for a long period of time, if you want to go long distance, there has to be a, a changing in, in the, the heart of the people, in the heart of the leadership, and ultimately then that becomes something that God can pour something new into. Cuando usted quiere ir a largo plazo, va a tener que haber cambios más drásticos. There have to be more drastic changes. There have to be some greater adjustments. And so uh, to, today I just want to put before us some signals of an old wineskin so that we can 
think through them. And if you're, an, if you're part of an old wineskin, because remember, the, the people are not the wineskin. It's the methods we use. Nobody came in here in bell bottoms today. I don't know why. Porque nadie entró esta tarde con, con pantalones anchos como usaban en los 70. De campana. Porque ese odre se acabó. That wine skin finished. And we say, praise God, it finished, right? Qué bueno que se acabó. Pero hay otras cosas que no son tan claras como los bell bottoms. Que tenemos que estudiar y ver. A lo mejor yo estoy usando pantalones de campana en otra forma. You have to ask yourself, maybe I'm using old bell bottoms in another way. So let's talk about this. An old wineskin. Un odre viejo es movido por el pasado. An old wineskin is driven by the past. Oímos cosas como esto. Nunca lo hemos hecho así. Y no hay necesidad de cambiar. We hear things like, we've never done it that way. And there's no need to change it. If it isn't broke, don't fix it. You throw a little hip in there, right? Si no está quebrado, no lo componga. Y hermano, uh, creo que fue el hermano, uno de los únicos mencionó haciendo referencia a los que allá se movía Dios, allá en los cincuentas, allá sí se movía Dios. Fue el hermano, hermano Muñoz. Way back in the fifties, that's where the Lord was moving. Does anybody want to go back to the fifties? ¿Quién se quiere regresar a los cincuentas? Who wants to go back to the 80s? I still remember church fans. Yo todavía recuerdo los abanicos de mano en la iglesia. You guys remember those? ¿Sí se acuerdan? And you know that, uh, for instance, in our church, cuando yo llegué a Beville, los hermanos siempre tenían uh, el plato de la Santa Cena y le ponían un paño. When I arrived in Beville, the, the, the the deacons had the, the, the communion tray. They would put a white cloth over it. Y un día les pregunté, hermanos, ¿por qué usan el paño? And I said, brothers, why do y'all use the, the handkerchief over the white, over the, the tray? And they said, brother, it's, it's santo. It's because it's holy. Y dije, no, es porque antes las moscas se metían en la Santa Cena. Porque había ventanas abiertas y se metían las moscas. No, the reason you had a handkerchief was not because it was holy, it was because there were flies. 
Y para que no se ensuciara el plato, estaba el, el paño, pero llegó el aire acondicionado y se quedó el odre viejo. Air conditioning came in and we kept the handkerchief. Y ahora es santo. And now it's holy. Ve cómo, cómo añadimos significado a cosas y las subimos a un nivel doctrinal que no, no tiene nada que ver con doctrina. You see how simply we can take a, a, a basic thing, a practical thing, and raise it up to a doctrinal level. This is, this is holy. We have to cover it. Oh, okay. But that's not really why we started doing that. And this, this old wineskin is driven by memories of yesterday. And let me just tell you, if your memories are bigger than your dreams, you're an old wineskin. Si sus memorias son más grandes que sus sueños, es un odre viejo. Entonces, ¿qué, ¿qué es la señal de un odre nuevo? Un odre nuevo es movido por el futuro. A new wineskin is moved by the future. We don't talk as much about where we were, but where we're going. Ya no hablamos tanto de, lo, de donde estábamos, pero a donde vamos. Where is this church going? Where is this ministry going? ¿A dónde va esta iglesia? ¿A dónde va este ministerio? Y ahora tenemos visión hacia el futuro. There's a vision toward the future. Listen, if the past is king in your church, the future is not going to be very bright. And let me just give you a little clue here. There's no future in your past. No hay futuro en tu pasado. Good or bad, it's past. We need to be asking, what does God want to do here and what does God want to do now? Tenemos que preguntar, ¿qué quiere Dios hacer aquí y qué quiere Dios hacer ahora? Every time I have a meeting or training for our new members, cuando yo tengo entrenamiento para nuestros nuevos miembros, usted debe tener una clase en su iglesia donde cuando se añade alguien a su iglesia, usted le enseña lo que es ser miembro de esa iglesia. And you should have a class where you teach people what it means to be a member of that church. And I always start out by telling them, don't come to me and tell me how your old pastor used to do things. How your old church used to do things. Les digo, hermanos, no vengan conmigo a decirme cómo su pastor hacía las cosas. O cómo la iglesia de donde usted se salió hacía las cosas. Porque si allá estaba tan bien, ¿por qué se salió? Hay que hablarles claro. Les digo, queremos saber qué es lo que Dios está haciendo aquí y qué es lo que Dios está haciendo ahora. We need to know what is God doing here and what is God doing Now, and when they come to you and tell you, well, over there in this church down the street, they're doing this, that, or the other. Cuando vengan y le digan, allá en la otra iglesia están haciendo esto o lo otro, usted no se puede ir siguiendo lo que la otra iglesia está haciendo. Usted necesita saber qué es lo que Dios quiere hacer aquí 
¿Y qué es lo que Dios quiere hacer ahora? You got to know, if they come and tell you, well, over there in that church, they're doing this, that, or the other, you have to know, I don't care about that. I can't run and go do that, and then that, and then that, and then that. I've got to know, what does God want me to do here, and what does God want me to do now? I'm driven by where we're going. Soy movido por la visión, por el futuro. ¿A dónde vamos? ¿Cuál es el deseo de Dios? What is God's vision for this church, uh, for this ministry? And there are different types of vision. There's no vision. Hay diferentes clases de visión. Primero hay no visión. No espera nada, no busca nada. They don't look for anything. They don't expect anything. There's no vision. The second is little vision. Segundo es poca visión. Tercero es la visión de otro. Third is someone else's vision. Es que aquí nos dejaron este, este plan. O allá lo hacen así, así lo vamos a hacer acá. None of those types of vision matter. The only vision you need is God's vision. La visión que usted necesita es la visión de Dios. ¿Qué quiere ser Dios aquí? ¿Qué quiere ser ahora? And that's, that's only going to be discerned by prayer. Eso solo se va a discernir a través de la oración. Con un corazón abierto a decir, Señor, ¿qué quieres hacer aquí? All right, let me move on. Number two, old wineskins maintain rather than plan for the future. Uh, los odres antiguos mantienen. Están en un estado de mantenimiento. Maintenance mode. Están simplemente guardando las cosas como están. When you're a manager of a store, that's your job to maintain. So if there's five boxes of cereal and somebody buys two, you bring two more and replace it, you're maintaining. But you have not added anything. And many times, old wineskins are just maintaining. They're just keeping things at the status quo. Una odre viejo está simplemente manteniéndose. Guardando el estatus. Si son cinco, somos los mismos cinco. Y si no somos los mismos, por lo menos todavía somos cinco. Me preguntan, ese pastor tiene gente así, pero nunca es la misma. Está manteniendo. They're maintaining. And when you're maintaining, you're not growing. No estás manteniendo, no estás creciendo. The moment a church gets into maintenance mode, it stops growing. El momento que la iglesia se entra a un mantenimiento, ya paró de crecer. I'll give you a little model here. Le voy a dar un modelo aquí para que me puedan entender. Hopefully you can see this in the back. But this is the life of a church or an organization. Esta es la vida de una organización. First is the birth. This, this is the beginning. And then you have the pioneering stage. This is the organization. And then you have growth. En una iglesia, estas, estas son las etapas, el nacimiento. Y en esta etapa no hay nada. 
están reuniéndose en una casa o, o en una iglesia prestada. Luego está la, la etapa de la organización, se comienza a organizar, comienza a tener un diácono, un ujier, comienza a tener eh, a un músico. Y, y estas etapas son muy difíciles, pero lo que tienen esas etapas es que nos mantienen dedicados o dependientes de Dios. So if you're in one of these stages right now, some of you are planting a church, uh, just be encouraged. God's got you. And then there's a growth stage. Because healthy things grow. Luego hay una época de crecimiento. Comienza a crecer. But then there's a plateau stage. Y luego llega a la cima. Y eso ahí es donde ya llegó a lo, lo que iba a llegar y se detiene. Y ahora la iglesia tiene que decidir, o la organización, el organismo tiene que decidir si vamos a declinar. Y en, la, en, esta, en este proceso, lo primero que pasa es que comienza a mantenerse. Simplemente no perder lo que tenemos. Vamos a pagar el, el edificio, vamos a pagar las vans, vamos a asegurarnos que tengamos dinero en el banco. Pero ya no se está ganando almas, ya no están educando a discípulos, es puro mantenimiento. Y luego comienza a morir y al fin está la muerte. Y honestamente usted debe hacer una evaluación de su iglesia y decir aquí estamos nosotros. You should make an honest evaluation of your church and say, this is where we are right now. Listen, if you're in maintenance mode, you need to, you need to get out of maintenance mode. Si usted está en un estado de mantenimiento, tiene que salir de ahí. And this is true for our denomination as well because it happens to churches and it happens to organizations. Esto es cierto para la organización también porque ocurre en organizaciones. Donde nomás estamos manten, manteniendo lo que tenemos. Así lo hicimos el año pasado. Así lo hizo la directiva antes de nosotros. Así lo hizo el equipo antes de mí. Y 20 años, 30 años después estamos haciendo lo mismo que hicieron allá. Pero los tiempos son diferentes. La necesidad es diferente. La cultura es diferente. Entonces, ¿qué, qué hacemos aquí? What do we do here? This is where... Or where we have an opportunity because if, a, if an old wineskin is in maintenance mode, a new wineskin is in growth mode. And when they reach this plateau, they, they start praying like they were pioneering again. They start seeking God like they were down here in this phase. And the Lord gives them a lift. La iglesia que es un odre, uh, un odre nuevo, pero quiere, quiere no caer en el odre antiguo. Tiene que recibir una subida. Y eso viene a través de la oración. 
a través de buscar a Dios, a, a través de decir, Señor, ¿qué vas a hacer próximamente en nosotros? See, some of us are right here. But if we don't, if we don't get a move of God, if we don't get a lift of the Spirit, we're going to start declining. And listen, it's a lot harder to get back up when you're down here. Mucho más difícil subir cuando estás acá. And here's the good news, that if this, if this curve continues, you, you, you're a Holy Spirit-filled minister. You can go from glory to glory to glory to glory. Say amen, somebody. So how, where, how does this growth mode happen? It happens by total dependence on God. We can't say, well, we already know how to do church. We've got we've to depend on God. So what are we going to do now? What are we going to do next? Number three, old wineskins maintain old styles of worship. Número tres, los uh, odres antiguos mantienen estilos antiguos de la adoración. I can feel the tension already. You know that I love Inario de Gloria. A mí me encanta Inario de Gloria. Y me va a encantar hasta que me vaya. I love him. But we can't make what we love the standard. Because maybe the song that reached you is not the song that's going to reach your grandchild. Quizá los cantos que lo alcanzó usted no va a ser el canto que va a alcanzar a su sobrino o su sobrina o su nieto. Y el odre antiguo dice, no, eso es lo que vamos a cantar porque así siempre lo hemos cantado, así siempre se ha hecho. This is how it's always been done. This is how we're always going to do it. These are the songs we're going to sing. This is the style we're going to sing. This is the key we're going to see it in. Ojalá no tengan como el pastor que tenía la organista que le puso candado al órgano para que nadie lo tocaran menos ella. Haga los cambios necesarios. Lo, lo, la diferencia es que en el nuevo odre hay, un, hay adoración que es empoderada por el por el Espíritu. We have spirit-led worship. La adoración guiada por el Espíritu. Mire, eh, yo tenía, tengo un hermano que vino y dijo, Pastor, tenemos que regresar a, al orden del culto, el orden antiguo, donde se movía el Señor. Y, y ese orden era dos cantos recios, dos despacios y... Los, los testimonios de los hermanos y luego todos cantaban un canto especial y le dije sabe qué hermano que ese orden no está en la Biblia dijo no 
¿Qué si el Espíritu Santo quiere cambiar el orden? What if the Holy Spirit wants to change the order? Temen somebody. Díganme a alguien, porque si Él quiere cambiar el orden de la adoración, la iglesia es de Él. The church is His. He's the Lord of the church. Él es Señor de la iglesia. So the key isn't do we sing Nadia de Gloria or do we sing the latest uh, from Elevation or Hillsong. The key is what does this church need right now to bring it into the presence of God? What is the Holy Spirit leading us here to, to be able to lead this flock where it can be in the presence of God? El tema no es si vamos a cantar cantos antiguos o nuevos. El tema es este. ¿Qué necesita su iglesia para poder entrar a la presencia de Dios y poder recibir lo que Dios quiere para ellos? Porque la presencia de Dios ministra a todos. The presence of God ministers to everybody. So we have to be willing to say, they haven't sung my favorite song in 10 years. I'll sing it in the car. But let's make sure that the people are fed. Worship leaders, you have to feed God's people just as much as the pastor does. Líderes de adoración, ustedes tienen que alimentar al pueblo tanto como el pastor. Have you guys ever been to a worship meeting? ¿Cuántos han ido a una junta de oración? ¿Qué queremos cantar esta semana? Pues que uno facilito porque uh, me duele la garganta esta semana. What, what do you want to sing today? Well, you know, let's sing one we know. Let's sing one we're comfortable with because I have a sore throat today. And then we wonder, why doesn't the spirit move? How come there was no presence of God? Luego preguntamos, ¿por qué no se movió el Espíritu? ¿Por qué no hubo presencia de Dios? Because the Holy Spirit wasn't invited to the meeting. Porque el Espíritu Santo no fue parte de la junta. No fue parte de la administración. Talk to him first. He'll tell you what to sing. He'll lead you. And he'll bring his presence into the house. Habla con el Espíritu de Dios. Él te va a guiar. The new wineskin is led by the Spirit in its worship. El nuevo uh, odre es guiado por el Espíritu en su, uh, en su adoración. Number four is that old wineskins have man-made church government. Los odres antiguos tienen un gobierno eclesiástico hecho por los hombres. In the old wineskin, the pastor is an employee. En el antiguo, en el odre antiguo, el pastor es un empleado. Y a los empleados se les dice que hagan. You tell an employee what to do. So if the pastor's an employee, you can tell him what to preach. You can tell him what not to preach. You can tell him what kind of vision the church can have, what kind of people are welcome, what kind of people are not welcome. 
un empleado se le dice qué va a predicar, qué no va a predicar, cómo va a administrar, a quién puede invitar y lo demás. In the old wineskin, the pastor is there to facilitate the congregation. El pastor está ahí en el odre antiguo para facilitar a la congregación. What do I mean by that? Si tienen una junta y dicen, ¿qué quieren hacer este año nuevo que viene? Ya entramos a lo profundo aquí. When you have a church meeting and you say, as the pastor, what do I want to do this coming year? Nada, dice la hermana. Eso es lo que dicen los miembros. Nada. ¿Quieren tener un alcance para los jóvenes? No, mucho trabajo. ¿Qué vamos a guisar en el, en el qué vamos a comer en el, uh, en el outreach, en el Thanksgiving? Aunque sea hot dogs, pastor, para pa salir temprano. ¿Qué estamos haciendo? ¿Desde cuándo le dice el pastor a las ovejas qué quieren comer? Si Dios lo llamó a usted para decir, hacia allá vamos. Eso es lo que vamos a hacer. That's why God called you as a pastor to say, this is where we're going. If you're a leader, uh, it, it, it is imperative that you already be hearing from God. Es necesario como líder oír de Dios. Saber a dónde Dios nos quiere llevar. To understand you're not an employee of the church. Usted como pastor no es simplemente empleado de la iglesia. En este modelo usted es el llamado de Dios. Listen, over here. In this old model, this is what people think. Pastors come, and pastors go. And so I got to be the treasurer forever, because those pastors come, and those pastors go. Somebody's got to keep the stuff straight around here. Dicen, en el modelo antiguo, los pastores vienen y los pastores se van. Por eso yo tengo que ser secretario de la iglesia, tesorero de la iglesia, tengo que ser el anciano de la iglesia porque yo voy a estar aquí para siempre. Y entra un pastor nuevecito, verdecito, y hacen con él lo que quieran. Hay mucho comentario acá en esta esquina. A lo mejor, venga un ujier por favor y me lo... Yo escuché a una iglesia decirle al pastor, tenemos al presidente en speed dial. Pórtese bien. I've heard churches, I heard a church tell the pastor, we have the president on speed dial. That meant if you step out of line, we're going to get you out. That's an old wineskin. How is the spirit of God going to move there? But here's the other side of this coin, because it's easy to pick on that, but 
But here's what you have to understand. The pastor over here in the new wineskin has a geographical commitment. En ese lado, el pastor tiene un compromiso geográfico. That's what, this is what I mean by that. He has sensed God called me to this place and I have nowhere else to go. Listen. El pastor en, es, en el Londres Nuevo recibe, Dios me llamó a esta región, a este pueblo, a esta iglesia, yo no tengo a dónde más ir. He's not checking to see if there's a bigger church calling. No está buscando una iglesia más grande para que le, llaman, le llamen. ¿Por qué? Porque ha hecho un compromiso. And here's the thing that I have discovered. Uh, I have discovered that God blesses the church whose pastor is committed to staying. Dios bendice la iglesia cuyo pastor está comprometido a quedarse. Listen, please. When you, when you say in marriage, let's try it. How long is that going to last? Si usted se casa y dice, pues vamos a calarle. ¿Hasta dónde va a llegar eso? And what do you think? Is God going to send revival to a church when, when you're there as a leader saying, well, let's see. You got to make a commitment. To say, this is where God called me. This is where I am. It doesn't mean he might not call me somewhere else. It doesn't mean that he might not one day just say, hurry, hurry, hurry. I'm moving you elsewhere. But it does mean that while I'm here, I'm not looking for anywhere else to be. Because God has given me a commitment to this place, to this city. And when you do that, God does not have a problem in blessing. Cuando usted hace eso, Dios no tiene problema en bendecir. God has no problem in blessing that work because there's a commitment to, do, to that. And if you haven't made that commitment, make it now. Or go where you can make a commitment. But be in a place where you know this is where God called me. Si usted no ha hecho ese compromiso con su labor, con su iglesia, haga ese compromiso. Porque, porque es importante para que Dios envíe bendición que usted esté comprometido con el llamado de Dios en ese lugar. ¿Para qué le va a mandar muchas almas si las va a dejar después de unos meses? Why would God send you a bunch of new sheep if you're going to walk away in a few months? Or when a better opportunity comes along. There, there's an important principle here in commitment. Hay un principio importante en el compromiso. I'll give you another one. Finances. The old wineskin operates on scarcity in finances. El odre antiguo opera en la escasez financiera. And it's not that they don't have finances. Because most old wineskins, especially the really old ones, have money. Esto no significa que no tienen dinero. Muchos odres viejos tienen dinero. Y piensan que porque tienen dinero en el banco, que están vivos. Money does not mean your church is alive. 
souls mean your church is alive. Tener dinero en el banco no significa que el odre está o que hay uh, mover de Dios ahí. Tener almas en las bancas, eso es señal que hay vida ahí. Now, you, you don't have to look too far to, to, to understand what I'm saying. There are a lot of churches, you just look at your city, the biggest churches, the institutionalized churches, they have big buildings, stained glass, beautiful structures, money in the bank. They have seven or eight staff members paid and 10 or 12 elderly people on Sunday morning. Cathedrals. But no life. And these old wineskins operate on this scarcity in finances. It's a mentality. We can't. Es una mentalidad. No podemos. No lo tenemos. No podemos. The old wineskin, uh, no les digo esto por, por nada, sino que, para, para, por ejemplo, eh, los odres viejos dan 100 dólares de ofrenda a cualquier predicador que venga. They're not very generous. They give a $100 offering to any preacher that comes. That's, that's the old wineskin mentality. We don't have enough. This is all we can do. We've got to break that. Tengo que quebrar eso. Tengo que, que, que quebrantar la forma de pensar de las finanzas. The new wineskin has a financial blessing. They have a mentality of abundance. That's why everywhere I have gone since the Lord gave me this office, I have preached the same text. In all of our districts where I've had the opportunity to do so. Because the Apostle Paul said, all things belong to you. And it's so important for us to understand this. Because to be a new wineskin, we have to have this mentality. Our God is not short-handed or short-supplied. He is the God of all provision. He is the God of more than enough. He is the God who says to you and me, son, all that I have is yours. El Señor me ha dado este mensaje para todos nuestros distritos donde yo he viajado. Todo es vuestro, dijo el apóstol Pablo. You know, I've never preached a sermon that gets so much resistance as that one. Why do people have a hard time believing that God is able to provide? Because they have made their mind up, God is limited. God's not limited. Say amen, somebody. Dios no está limitado. We've got to stop talking like, like this. Well, you know, the Baptists, they have all the nice churches. Los bautistas tienen todas las iglesias bonitas. When I went to college, I went to Dallas Baptist University. Uh, massive buildings, beautiful structures. And I would walk through there. And I would say, Lord, if they can have it, we can have it too. Come on, somebody. If they can have it, we can have it too. Their, their father is our father. Dije que lo que tienen los bautistas lo puede tener usted. Porque usted tiene más. Tiene el Espíritu Santo. Come on, you have more. You have the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Somebody ought to say amen in this house. 
The old wineskin thinks about what can't be done, what, what uh, won't happen, how there's never going to be enough. The new wineskin says, God is a big God. He's going to provide. He's going to meet our need. He's going to supply according to his riches and glory. I, let, me just, let me just tell you this. Teach your people to tithe and to give, and you won't have to sell as many plates as you do. It's amazing how the Bible works when you work it. Es impresionante que cuando usted hace lo que dice la Biblia, trabaja. Y la Biblia nos dice que la iglesia es financiada por el diezmo y la ofrenda. Enseñe lo que la Biblia dice. Enseñe al pueblo a prosperar. Y usted verá que los recursos necesarios para cumplir la, la, el propósito de Dios van a estar presentes. Teach God's people to give. Let me end with this one. The power source of the old wineskin is different. The power source of the old wineskin is experience, tradition, and rules. Poder, la fuente de poder para el odre antiguo es la experiencia, la tradición, las reglas. Es así como lo hacemos, es así como lo hemos uh, hecho, es así como está escrito. Pero el poder de la, del odre nuevo es la oración. The power source of the new wineskin is prayer. Because the old wineskin depends on its experience to get things done. But a new wineskin depends on God's power and answered prayer to get things done. And can I just tell you what, when, when you read the Bible, God told Moses, you have never been this way before. So if you've never been this way before, then your experience is not going to benefit you now. Cuando Dios le dice a su pueblo en el Antiguo Testamento, prepárense porque nunca han pasado por este camino antes. Les está avisando su experiencia aquí no va a valer. Your experience cannot get you where it hasn't been. La experiencia... Mía no me puede llevar a donde yo no he ido. But there are a lot of places we need to go that we haven't been. How do we get there? In everything, by prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known to God. ¿Cómo es que vamos a llegar a un lugar donde nunca hemos ido? En todo o en la oración hacemos nuestra súplica notoria delante de Dios. Prayer is the lifeblood of the church. La oración es la vida de la iglesia. That's why these days have been uh, so important for us as a denomination. Because we have to learn how to pray again. We pray corporately. I heard Pastor Paul Youngie Cho, when we went to South Korea, he said, uh, the American pastors, he said, I will tell them, we're going to pray for three hours. 
said, but after an hour, all I hear them say is, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's what the Koreans said. I'm not saying that, okay? Eso lo dijo el coreano, no lo dije yo. Tenemos que aprender a orar de nuevo. Prayer works. It's not, it, it's not just because we need to put hours in so that we can check off a box. It's because that's where our, our power comes from. No es para poder uh, poner una, una marca en la cajita y decir, ya oré, sino la oración es importante, es necesaria, porque es ahí de donde viene nuestro poder. Es ahí donde viene nuestra vida, our life, spiritual life, it consists in our prayer life. And, and it doesn't always have to be just kneeling down at the altar. It's a daily, hourly conversation with God. Es una conversación diaria y uh, hora por hora con Dios. When you're driving, when you're on the way to visit that church member. Mientras usted va a visitar ese miembro de la iglesia, va orando, va pidiendo, va diciendo. Uh, I was invited to, to come and pray for some of the businessmen in our community. And while I was going, I just said, Lord, I pray that you will hear my prayer when I pray for them. So that they will know that you are a God who answers prayer. And I'm soaking that meeting in prayer as I go. Because I know that it's not going to be my presence that makes the difference. It's going to be God that makes the difference. And the glorious testimony is that when they come back and say, Pastor, what you prayed happened in our business. It happened in our life. God gets the glory and people in our community get to know there's a power in prayer. There's a power in seeking God. Poder en la oración. If you don't know, I live, Rebecca and I now, we live behind the church a few hundred, a few yards, a few hundred yards. Nosotros vivimos unas yardas de la iglesia. A few years ago, I overslept. And we have a, I know you guys never do that, but hace unos años se dormió el gallo y no desperté. And we have an 8 o'clock Spanish service. Tenemos un culto de, en español a las 8 de la mañana el domingo. Cuando yo desperté, eran las 7 y media. It was 7.30 when I woke up. And so I was, I was running. I literally ran across the field. Corrí. A la iglesia. And while I was running, I said, Lord, you're going to have to anoint me today. Mientras yo corría, decía, Señor, vas a tener que ungirme hoy. Y sabe que prediqué un mensaje, pero de los buenos. I preached such a good sermon that day. And you know, uh, when they were all patting me on the back about how good it was, I knew that it was not me, it was God. Cuando daban diciendo, que mensaje tan bueno, no era yo, era la respuesta de Dios a la oración. That's where our power is. Ahí está nuestro poder. So here's what I want us to do today. I want us to take a, a moment to be quiet before God.
and say, Lord, I want to be a new wineskin. I want you to pour out new wine. And I don't want that wine to be spoiled or to be lost or to be wasted. I want that wine to be captivated in my soul and in the soul of this church that you've called me to serve and to lead. Vamos a tomar este momento en silencio ahí donde está para hablar con Dios y decir, Señor, yo quiero ser odre nuevo. Cualquier área de mi vida donde haya un odre antiguo, sistemas, métodos antiguos, quiero recibir el vino nuevo. Y no quiero que sea desperdiciado porque dependí de mi experiencia o de mi sabiduría o de mi gracia, sino quiero poder uh, abrazar lo que tú estás haciendo para esta iglesia que yo tengo, que me has dado de encargo. Come on, let's just talk to God for a few minutes. Vamos a hablar con Dios unos momentos. Vamos a decirle lo que es, está en nuestro corazón. Let's tell him what's in our hearts. What's in our spirits. And while you do that, we're praying for this organization as well. That God will make this a new wineskin in every way that it needs to be. Mientras usted hace eso, estamos también orando por esta organización, diciendo, Señor, haznos un odre nuevo. Cualquier área que necesitemos hacerlo. No nos permitas atarnos a sistemas, a métodos que ya no estás usando. Queremos vino nuevo. God, we want new wine this, this afternoon. I come before you to say, God, we refuse to just fade away. Nos rehusamos a, a transicionar a la nada. Nos rehusamos a ser a simplemente como aquellos discípulos que no siguieron a Jesús, pero siguieron a Juan. Señor, queremos ser guiados por tu espíritu. Queremos ser guiados por tu voz. God, we want to be led by your spirit. We want to be a people of prayer, a people that are led by the voice of God. Jesus, you're the Lord of the church. Forgive us for any way that we have taken lordship by our systems, our methods, our own way of thinking. Just we repent of that right now in Jesus' name. Señor, tú eres el Señor de la iglesia. Nos arrepentimos por cualquier forma en la cual nos hemos enseñorado de tu obra. La obra es tuya. El rebaño es tuyo. Haznos odre nuevo. Haznos un pueblo lleno de la plenitud de tu espíritu. Make us a people full of the fullness of the spirit.